and he showed me a river, the water of life, clear as a crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit in every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. And there was no longer any curse in the throne of God and all the lamb shall be in it. And his bondservant shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their forehead. And that is Revelation chapter 22 verses one through four. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, like always, Steve Den Hartog, president. What, what up, everybody? Good to and, be back with you. And our new favorite intern, Tommy Daniels, TD. A.K.A. Lemon Pepper. And uh, Lemon Pepper, LP. Well, guys, you guys heard the song, and we're back for another episode of Bridge Radio, but we are doing a body, body of divinity. It's been a while, guys. The bod. The bod. Pod, the bod um, podcast. So again, guys, we are going back today in time 329 years as we are doing a body of divinity by Thomas Watson by Banner of Truth Trust Publishing. So it's pretty excited. But before we begin, guys, Let's just uh, give a little bit of announcement, just to catch up, and we can start going through. Yeah. Anything, TD, you would like to share? You're the one who's like all mixed up and all the, all the stuff here at Bridge, all the exciting things. So so I think the most exciting part, and I feel like we're a broken record, is the new faces we're seeing. Um, you know, this week we see new faces, college students coming through just to come and study and hang out and started our Bible studies back up, which I know all of us here at Bridge are excited for because we... we love teaching scripture and truths and and that's a huge part of what we do you know so that's been a blessing sweet that's super exciting plus we just started the uh the cohort right a couple of weeks ago so we've got two classes under your belts and that's really going well and that's been really exciting uh for our listeners uh bridge is now uh with uh birmingham theological seminary and we are actually offering uh seminary classes here at bridge and it's been really exciting because uh td you're in there you're going to be getting uh hopefully your masters Mm -hmm. Uh, i am I'm also in it. I'm going to get a certificate of apologetics just to join these guys. And and I think that I think just being in the class just the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, I love how they balance the ab- academic mm-hmm. part of seminary and then the practical part is what I've been just noticing the last couple of weeks. Even as we just begin our first part that we are our, our intro into the theological writing. So that's been just very refreshing for me. It's like going back to school. I, I was telling you, Steve, the other day, I was like, man, it took me a, a little bit to just get in that writing mode again so that I don't sound like an idiot when I'm writing. <laughs> it, it's been challenging, but we can already see the fruit of it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's so, awesome. So again, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. And we are also on Spotify. All right. Well, why don't we get this podcast started? Let's do the bod. Let's do the bod. So, Steve, we left off uh, last episode, episode 168, uh, on uh, page, I believe, 42 at the bottom yep and it was the last uh the being of god and we were talking about the the devil the yes. devil so we are 
Uh, just a just a little bit of a refresher again. The body of divinity is based on the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and uh, Thomas Watson just goes through those Q and As uh, and and uh, answers the questions and really fleshes them out in a real um, deep and profound way, actually. And so we are still on question number four: What is God? And we are going to be talking about. Uh, uh, God being spirit, and he has, uh, Thomas Watson has broken down a, an, another subpoint, which is that it is something implied that there is a God. And so we are under that subpoint, and he is now on use one. He has several uses for this subpoint, and uh, so we're going to be going through those today. But use one under implied that there is a God is seeing that there is a God, it reproves such atheistical fools as deny it. So what'd you guys think about that in reading that first section? What, what stood out to you? Seeing that there is a God in Peru, such as, as deny it. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> well, he quotes um, Psalm 14, verse 1, right? The fool has said mm. in his heart, there is no God. And uh, then he goes on a little bit later. He says, though there are few found who say there is no God, yet many deny him by their pra their practices. And then a little later, the world is full of practical atheism. Most people live as if they did not believe there was a God. And I just could not help but think of something that I read from John Frame mm. a while ago. And he says this, he says, Disobedience always involves the acceptance of atheism, whether so stated in words or merely acted on in life. There is no significant difference between denying God's existence and acting as if God does not exist. Mm. And so I think that really applies to us as Christians as well. You know, we would obviously admit that there is a God, yeah. but how do we live in light of that? Are we as obedient as we could be? Because when we're disobedient, we're just, we're, we're essentially admitting that. God does not exist. It's practical in a practical way. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think you read this, but he says the world is full of practical atheism. Mm -hmm. Most people live as if they do not believe that there was a God. He goes on to say, there's they lie, defraud, be unclean. If they believe that there were a God who would call them into account. If an, if an Indian who never heard of a God should come among us and have no other means to convince him, of a deity, but the lives of men in our age surely would, would question whether there would be a God and it would not venture to assert that God exists. Mm. I was uh, listening to uh, RC as uh, I was going through uh, his Romans uh, series again, as, 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 as the Bible clearly states that nobody's without excuse, mm -hmm. even that Indian who has never heard God, because God has revealed himself through general revelation. Yeah. And, and I do always find it interesting. And this is what I was just popping in my head. It's like when we do not believe in the true God of the universe, we replace him with another God, another idol. Again, this is, I mean, this is since the beginning of time, like just look at the, the Egyptians, how many gods did they have, you know, mm -hmm. and amongst history, how many other cultures, even to this day have many God. We can look at the Indian people from uh, uh, the Hindu people and how many gods they have and then other cultures. But um, 
again, they were they are without excuse and 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 yeah, I just find yeah. that amazing. We see that Romans one, like you mentioned. Yeah. Psalm nineteen, mm-hmm. right? The heavens declare the glory of God, the sky above proclaims his handiwork, day to day pours forth speech. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth. You know? Mm-hmm. So we are without excuse, as he says. It really is foolish to deny that God exists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, T.D.? No, and having that God gives us that firm foundation. It gives us that compass and that direction, and it gives us peace, and it gives us hope. And Whereas if there is no God, then it's like we're just wandering. We're just going all mm-hmm. over the place, and we're all searching. Um, but we have that foundation in God and the being of God, knowing that we can go on his straight and narrow path, you know. Absolutely. Now, now Thomas Watkins continues on in use two. He goes on to say, seeing that seeing there is a God, he will deal righteously and give us just give just rewards to men. Things seems to be carried in the world very unequally. The wicked flourish. They who tempt God are delivered. Malachi 3.15, the ripe cluster of a grape are squeezed into their cup. And in the meanwhile, the godly who weep for sin and serve God are afflicted. Hmm. That's some really good stuff. He will deal righteously and give just rewards to men. Yeah. Uh, again, God is just going back to, and again, RC used this example. It's like the Indian, like there's a lot of people who say, well, what about the guy who's never heard about hmm. Jesus? Hmm. Well, we know that not to be true. Like, Again, just going back to what I just said earlier, God has revealed himself through general revelation, right? And he's revealed himself through nature, right? And again, we've talked about this before in a podcast. How many times have we said, go out and look at the ocean, go mm-hmm. out and look at the, just his creation. I mean, you don't have to step out into uh, uh, the mountains, you know, just go step out your doorway and look at the animals, the birds, you know? The deer, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And because he exists, because we know that he exists, we know, as he says here, as Thomas Watson says here, justice will be done. He mm. says, evil men enjoy all the good and good men enjoy, endure all the evil. Mm. But seeing there is a God, he will deal righteously with men. Mm. And I think uh, because we know that justice exists, we know that it's going to be, a, it will be accomplished, right? Because... Mm. God is a God of justice, and we know he's going to accomplish justice, even if we don't see it in our Mm. time. And that's another thing that we can rest secure in, right? Knowing that God is just and that he's going to accomplish justice in his time, in his way. Um, And it just makes me think about just things that we even read about in the Bible or things that we don't like mm, sometimes. And and we think that God is unjust, mm-hmm. right? When we, we just read those difficult things that we don't uh, we don't like. And the thing that we need to remember that God will always deal righteously and justly with everything. Yeah. And it also makes me reflect on God's own mercy and justice on, on my half. You know, I deserve far worse than what I currently have, you know, opposite of being a son of God. And so how much more beautiful is that, that he deals with me righteously but it's because of the righteousness of his son that he deals with me in that way. Amen. It makes his grace and mercy towards us all the more profound. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's something that I think we need to dwell on and really come to an appreciation of more and more in our lives Mm -hmm. that 
we don't deserve it, but God, God doesn't give us, God is not unjust, mm-hmm. but towards those who he has given to his son, he shows non-justice mm-hmm. because the justice that we deserve was given to Christ, right? Amen. He goes on to say, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Offenders must come to punishment. The sinner's death day and doomsday is coming. Mm. I mean, that is that is so true. Uh, we we need to recognize that there is a judgment day. Again, we're not trying to be doom and gloom, but there is a reality that God has to serve justice for the sinners, for the wicked, right? Well, I mean, we're all sinners, but the ones who are not in Christ Jesus. The ones who reject the reject. Savior. Yeah. Amen, yes. Sin will be paid for either mm-hmm. by Christ or by your own wages of sin. By eternal Death. separation from God. And I, and I think he says it right here. We can. He says, the Lord sees, seeth that, that his day is coming, while there is a hell, the wicked shall be scourged enough. And while there is eternity, they shall lie there long enough. And God will abundantly compensate the faithful servant of his people. Um, we need to remind ourselves, guys, that we are going to spend eternity together. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that amazing? Like, like sometimes we are short-sighted about where we're at right now. And, and, and again, we're all guilty. I'm guilty of it. But just to think and just ponder on that one day we will be in eternity together, perfected. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I am going to love my brothers and sisters perfectly, going to be serving the, the, the king, serving our God, doing whatever. And it's going to be perfect. Like, do, do we really, really hold on to those truths that we see in the Bible? You know, I opened up, I opened up the, the, um, uh, the podcast with Revelation in, in 22, that there's going to be a new heaven, there's going to be a new earth. Man, let's get excited because while we're here, we got a lot of work to do. Amen. We got a lot of work to do. We got to, we got to, we, we got to, we got to preach the gospel yeah. to all our, all our brothers and sisters out there who don't know the true God of the universe yet. That, those riches in Christ, we don't really think about, you know, and I remember hearing Burke Parsons do a Q&A and um, basically they asked him, does God want Christians to be rich? And he answers, well, he may want some Christians to be rich, to have wealth, but either way, like we're all, we all have riches in Christ that are far greater than we can even comprehend mm-hmm. in the afterlife, but we don't, we don't think about that enough. Yeah. And our union with Christ allows us to have those riches that yeah. we can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. And he finishes off this section. He says, they shall have their white robes mm-hmm. and their crowns. Verily, there, be, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he's a God that is judge, that judges in the earth because God is God. Mm-hmm. He will give a glorious reward to his people. Mm-hmm. As T.D. was saying, Steve was saying, like... Yes, we're his. That's exciting. Yeah. We really think about it. So Sophie actually called me out. I hoard stuff. <laughs> Is some what? of you at Bridge? No. Are you I admitting? Are you admitting that in the podcast? Um, yeah. So we had a lot of stuff to get rid of when we moved, <laughs> and it was it was actually quite easy for us because I just had to give it to TV. Half of it's like in my apartment. <laughs> I knew that it was going to be taken care of. It was going to be out of here. So. But like Sophie, like um, in in a lovingly sister in Christ way, she said, you know, Tommy, like. 
the stuff fades like you're not going to have it in eternity and it really hit me between the eye the eyeballs <laughs> and uh again like we have these rewards with god that we just forget we lose sight of please don't try to give back all that stuff to us <laughs> because you've been convicted. Like, exactly like please i don't want it back <laughs> yeah, we don't want it back yes because i gave you something so please find somewhere else to dump on no we uh we love you brother so going on to use three we uh thomas watson says seeing there is a god woe to all such as have this God against them. He lives forever to be avenged upon them. Can thine heart endure? Can thine hands be strong in the days that I shall deal with thee? Such as pollute God's Sabbath, oppose his saints, trampling these jewels in the dust. Such as live in contradiction to God's word, engage the infinite majesty of heaven against them. And how dismal will their case be? He goes on later to say that... Uh, God is the best friend, but the worst enemy. I thought that was really good. <laughs> I underlined that. That was great. That was great. But it's so true. Yeah. Amen. So true. The best friend we could have, but you don't want him as an enemy. Mm. And we can. We don't have to have him as an enemy Mm-mm. in Christ, right? No, we don't. Like, we need to remember that. God, God, like, we forget, like, we were just talking about judgment. Like, whose wrath mm. are those people going to be running from? It's God himself. It's, God a, him. it's a fearful thing to, to fall into the hands of an angry God. Yeah. And, and, and that might feel uncomfortable for some of our listeners. Right. And, and, and we're not trying to guilt anybody. Like, but it is truth. And we have to say truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I, I, I remember just talking to um, a brother a couple years ago and and I just had to ask him, uh, man, how's your Bible reading going? And he's like, oh, man, I read through the whole Bible. And then he and then he's like, but I haven't read Revelation. I, it, mm. It's scary. Mm. He's like, I heard it's scary. I read a little bit about it, but I just couldn't handle it. And I was like, brother, you should really read it again because there is some truth there for the people who are his people. Like, like, Hey, like, you know, the things that we hear in the future, they're great for us. They're not good for, it's not good for the people who are that rejected Christ. Mm -hmm. Like that is scary. Amen. It is scary. But man, for us who are in Christ, there is joy. There's all these truth that have been revealed to us of what we can see in heaven. You know, there's this hope. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I love about revelation is that I, I think it uh, it shows us the reality behind the veil mm. that we see right yeah. now, behind the facade that we see, because this is passing away, yeah. right? But there's a reality of Jesus Christ on the throne for eternity. Mm-hmm. And we as his children get to spend eternity with him. And so that's, I think, the overall the overarching message, really, yeah. of Revelation, however you interpret yeah. some of the, the signs. But... The reality is that God is on the throne. And truly experiencing that in an intimate way with no sin, no hindrance. I remember Irvin um, Slim Rev mentioned um, several weeks ago how it's going to be beautiful in heaven to truly love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, Mm. and soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like to truly do that. Yeah, because I definitely don't do that perfectly now, you know. And But, you know, R.C. R.C. Sproul said, do you just love just a smidget of him? You know, then when you do, you know that you're in Christ because your care and your desires are for him. 
And, and, and that's, and that's very true. Like, um, I mean, how, how many things just get in our way mm. in, in loving God more, loving Christ mm. more and, and man, but, but I do. And, and then, and when we pray to him and we, and we communicate with him and we talk to him, you know, we're, <laughs> I feel like I'm always just like, I, I'm, I'm inadequate, right? Like mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just need to depend on him and, and just, you know, and, and again, just thanking him for his forgiveness because he's paid, paid it all. You know, we had a little conversation in, in systematic, in systematic theology this morning about that. Like it's all him and not us. Amen. Amen. So going on to use four, Thomas Watson said, seeing there is a God, let us firmly believe this great article of our creed. What mm -hmm. religion can there be in men if they do not believe mm -hmm. a deity? And the, when he says creed, it's just simply something that we believe, something something that we adhere to. He goes on, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. To worship God and to pray to him and not believe there is a God is to put a high scorn and contempt upon him. And then he goes on later in this section to say the belief of a deity would cause dependence upon God in all our straits and exigencies or things that have come about that that are uh, urgent. Yes. And crisis. he goes on. Yeah. He goes on Genesis uh, to quote Genesis 17. One, I am God, all sufficient, a God that can supply all your wants, scatter all your fears, resolve all your doubts, conquer all your temptations. The arm of God's power can never be shrunk. He can never create. He can create mercy for us and therefore can help and not be beholden to the creature. <laughs> yeah. That's some really deep stuff right there. It is. Wow. So wow. do we believe that? Do we practice that? Do we live that? He scatters, he supplies all your wants, scatters all your fears, resolve all your doubts, conquer all your temptations. The arm of God, God's power can never be shrunk. Mm. I had to repeat it again, like just so that I can just let that set in in my mind. Amen. Like, I mean, he, and he goes on to say, did we believe that there is a God? We should so depend on his providence as not to use any indirect means. We should not run ourselves into sin to rid ourselves out of trouble. Second mm -hmm. Kings uh, chapter one, verse three. Uh, it is not because there is there is not a God in Israel that he goes into inquire uh, uh, Beelzebub, uh, the God of Ekron. When men run to sinful shifts, it is not because they do not believe that there is God or that he is all sufficient. Yeah, that's a question. Actually. That's a question. Yeah. Is, is it not because so they do not believe there is a God or that he is all sufficient? Yeah. So, again, how do we live? Um, how do we live our lives? It's quite often, I think, in practical atheism, right? Even though we might believe and proclaim that we believe in God, how do we actually live? Do we try to solve all of these these uh, problems that we face and and manipulate situations? Or do we take them to the Lord in prayer? Mm. Trust that he's going to work it out. Why do you think, why do we think, why do you think that we just have that struggle? You know, like in, in, in that aspect of our, our walk with Christ of just trusting him. Like, um, I mean, we, we hear these truth, you know, and we believe these truth, but I, I guess what I'm just trying to 
just trying to think through like this is the trouble of us just making that application to our lives. Yeah, I mean, because I don't know, I I I think because that's what we see, right? It's the it's the reality that we see around us. We see these exigencies, as he talks about, Mm. you know, these urgencies that need to be dealt with. But they're really not urgent to God. Mm. He knows about them. He knew about them, you know. So how are we going to handle them? Are we going to try to manipulate it and mm. uh, resolve it on our own or go to him over it? Well, what do you think, TD? I think that in my own personal life, experientially, it's when I'm not constantly going back to the word, when my prayer life is not devoted to him and I'm not sanctifying um, and abiding in him truly whenever I go off in the weeds or don't really think about these things. For me, looking back and even now, if my prayer life is lacking, if my time in the word is lacking or that strong community is lacking, then I can I can go to where what you're talking about, Abe, and go off in the other direction. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, Thomas Watson now continues on in use five. He says, seeing there is a God, let us labor to get an interest in him. Mm-hmm. Psalms 48, 14. This God is our God. Since the fall, we have lost likeness to God and communion with God. Let us labor to recover this lost interest and pronounce this Shebeleth, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he goes on. This is the part that I underlined too. It is little comfort to know mm-hmm. there is a God unless he be ours. Mm-hmm. What good does it do us to know that God is, God is that He exists if He's not our God, right? God mm-hmm. offers Himself to be our God. Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-three: I will be their God, and faith catches hold of the offer. It appropriates God and makes all that is in Him over to us to be ours. His wisdom to be ours to teach us. His holiness ours to sanctify us. His Spirit ours to comfort us. His mercy ours to save us. To be able to say, God is mine is more than to have all mines of gold and silver. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I Yeah, I underlined that. God is mine. He's more than to have all mines of gold and silver. Mines. Hmm. All the mines in the world. The, the stuff that they take out silver and gold. Yes. Having God is a lot better than that. Wow. I, I, there's, those are areas that in our lives we've failed. Right. We want these things. I have a God. I don't need all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need I don't need anything else. I just need God. That's where I need reminding, you know, where where the the affections of my heart get pulled in other mm-hmm. other ways and other things that really don't matter, you know, and, and how deceiving it is because we're just like, oh, man, I want this. And if I grab this or I have this or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy. And again, you're not. I mean, before I came to Christ, for some of you guys know my testimony, those are the things that I chased in the world, right? The money, the better job, the women. It did not come to anything but just pure depression. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, my life was Ecclesiastes, mm. you know, in living in Chicago in a big city downtown. When you acquire the chase that you, when you're, do, when you're, when you're doing that chase, like you're, you're not really thinking about it, but man, once you get it, like, you're just like, uh, what else is that? Is that it? Mm-hmm. 
which it never makes, satisfies is never satisfied and it makes me sad to think just even the people in this world you know like i was thinking about elon musk like all the things that he does and you know or jeff bezos mm-hmm. you know all the money that they have you know i was, look, I was looking at his yacht uh, on youtube because I, I i like looking at uh people's yachts you know because it's kind of cool to see how it runs and everything but like it's sad mm-hmm. like they just have to get things more things more things bigger things just to you know get some sense of satisfaction but it really isn't so even just up the street on the college campus being able to talk with students about these types of things there you can see that that yearning for it and they're in the very beginning stages of it um i up the street like it's on campus yeah especially when you're going to school chasing a career which there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. it's just like our we just need to have our priorities in place you know what's the purpose of you being a doctor, an engineer, mm-hmm. an, an attorney, a lawyer, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're being called to. And all of it is to serve God. There's a purpose in it, you know, and and I'm definitely a lot the happier for sure. This once God drew himself to me because those things, uh, those things are just there. I can enjoy them, you know, but I know that God just allows me to do certain things. But that chase of like to fill a, a hole in my heart, that's not there anymore. So that that feels good. And I can go home and sleep, you know, restfully and wake up restfully. Like, okay, like Lord, Lord has a purpose for us. Right. And especially uh, for bridge, we can just see what God has just done. Well, in Steve life, in your life, Steve, 11 years being here in Laredo, I believe that's correct. Uh, But before that, you're being a missionary in TD. We were having a conversation the other day what God has done just in a year mm-hmm. since you uh, left Lubbock, mm-hmm. right? It'll be a year tomorrow. And just thinking about that, like not, all three of us are not from Laredo, yeah. but God brought us, all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about Laredo? <laughs> <laughs> this is where God is working. <laughs> this is where God is working. No, uh, you you know, say it all the time. Like yeah. you want to see where God is working? Look around you. Yeah. you. What you mean by that is bridge ministries. And, and TD at the uh, at the beginning talked about how many new faces mm. we've seen so mm-hmm. far in the new location and just exciting things that have just been going on mm. in, in the last month since, uh, you know, the new location has been open and, and, and how how people in the community and outside of the community has mm. rallied around uh, mm. Bridge uh, because, you know, Steve, God has just put a, 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 I'm sure, a desire in you to serve the community, teach the community truth. And and I and I think that's exciting because, you know, I don't want to be anywhere else. Amen. I mean, he's I'm here for a reason, I believe. And, you know, I love being here in Laredo. And uh, I think it. I think, though, that it takes a long term view, you mm-hmm. know, of life and and of what God has planned for us rather than being so preoccupied with the immediate, yeah. you know. I think it, in all of our lives, you know, it once we get away from that preoccupation with the urgent, with the immediate, you know, I got to I got to take care of this. I got to satisfy this. I need this in order to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, once we have that that long term view of what God has planned for us and for this world, for the people around us, it enables us to to just rest in him and to. To, uh, to trust that he's going to work out in our lives and in the world around us his will according to, you know, his means, his ways, yeah. and for his glory. And, and, and our listeners, uh, do you believe that? Christian, do you believe that? 
really ponder on that question. Do you believe that God has purpose for you? I mean, and is he yours? Like in that whole section, what yeah. he just read, he said, unless he be ours, yeah. is he yeah. yours? Yeah, that is awesome. So should we uh, start landing this plane? Let's uh, do it. You six, you bet. So you six says, seeing there is a God, let us serve and worship him as God. It was an indictment brought against some in Romans 1. They glorified him not mm. as God. Let us pray to him as God. Uh, pray with fervency. And then he goes on uh, later to say, let us love him as God. From Deuteronomy 6. And then he goes on to say, let us obey him as God. Mm. So let us, seeing that there is a God, let us serve and worship him as God. What does that mean to pray to him, to love him, to obey him as God? How do we how do we apply that in our own lives? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Mm. To love him with all your heart is to give him precedent in our love, to let him uh sorry, uh to let him have the cream of our affections, to love him not only appreciatively but intensively as much as we can as a sunbeam united in a burning glass burns the hotter. So all, so all our affection should be united that our love to God may be more ardent, hmm. glowing or hot. Just a word there. The that he be the cream of our affections. And he ends that paragraph that we submit to his will in all things this is to kiss him with a kiss of loyalty, mm. and it is to glorify him as God. Mm. That submission, that total submission, submission of your heart, submission of your mind, submission of your hands, a total submission to his will. Yeah, he says he is a God and has sovereignty over us. Amen. I I don't think uh, I've been... I've been guilty of it. Like I don't there's sometimes where I just don't think that God has sovereign control over my life. We were just talking about that. Like we think that we're in control, you know? Amen. And we're not. And, and this the, awesome aspect. <laughs> and the fact is, is that he is, right? Because he's God. He is sovereign. Yeah. So whether we live like it or not, whether we appreciate it or not, he is sovereign. And so the best thing that we can do is come to that recognition. Because when we do that, we live in the way that we were created to live. Right? Resting on him. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about the bumper sticker that R.C. Sproul uh, used to hate uh, that said, uh, what, uh, God said it, so I believe it. And R.C. Sproul, so I hate that bumper sticker. God, God said it. <laughs> I believe it. That settles it. Yeah. 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 And so, and he's just like, that's it. It's just, God said it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That settles it. And, and, and I think that whether uh, we believe it or not is, it is immaterial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It doesn't matter whether we believe it. It's true. So hopefully we, we understand who this God of this universe who's revealed himself through scripture to mm-hmm. us. So, amen. Well, guys, that was a good, good episode. Um, for, and that was only two and a half pages. That was, yeah, that was only two, but that's okay. Like we're, you know, we got, we're not going anywhere. Right. So we'll be like, doing this till Jesus comes. <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, please don't forget to check out the other episodes of the body of divinity, which started on episode, uh, 142. Mm. Uh, so we have 142, 149, 151, 
154, 158, 162, 168. Uh, if you want to start from the beginning, uh, we've we've actually been we've always got excuse me we've always got good positive feedback on these body of divinity. And believe it or not, it's one of our uh, top listeners in our podcast. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, so I, I get to look at the numbers. I, I always I always get surprised at, that's about cool. that. So uh, again, for our worldwide audience, thank you again for listening uh, to uh, Bridge Radio. And uh, we're always super grateful. Please, guys, don't forget, coming up, we have the Spanish Conference, uh, Conferencia 2022. Um, this is our second annual uh, Spanish conference, and the topic is going to be uh, Sola Scriptura, the centrality of the Word of God. And that's going to be November 19th, 2022, at 8.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. at uh, Tammy U, Texas A&M International University. So for our Spanish listening audience, or our bilingual <laughs> audience out there, uh, please tell your families, your friend. Again, this is going to be November 19th, 2022 at Tammy U University. And our our speakers are going to be Juan Sanchez, Jonathan Tucker, and Eduardo Mantorano. So we are looking forward to that and that the local Spanish community. I know I'm sure we're probably going to have people coming in from Mexico and yeah, the border is open now. The, so the border is open. So we're super excited about that. Again, we have these uh, conferences for teaching, um, especially in this community. I think it's as important as something that uh, has uh, God has put in your heart to do. Steve, I know, and through Bridge, and, and we we definitely have have had a group of people surrounding us yeah. to help us do this. Mm -hmm. So this this uh, this task of putting this together has not been done alone. It's been with a, a group of brothers and sisters in Christ who, again, God's sovereignty just pouring into the ministry with people who are just, uh, who, do, who do this and do it very well and helping us and, and, and connecting us to other brothers. And we've uh, had some great speakers, you know, we've yes. had uh, Suhail, Suhail last, last year for the Spanish. Um, we've had other English conferences as well. But mm -hmm. this year, as uh, as Abe said, we've got uh, Juan Sanchez and he's written several books. Um, Pastors of Church in Austin right now. Mm -hmm. And then Eduardo and Jonathan, really looking forward to hearing them all. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this episode of A Body of Divinity by Thomas Watson uh, from Banner of Truth Trust Publishing. Again, thank you for joining us as we went back in time today, 329 years. As we always like to end our podcast, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life? and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. To next week, guys. Bye-bye. To next week.